Wit was quite proud of how their plan was progressing so far. They'd been steering the ship deeper in towards the Eye of Abendago for weeks prior, after convincing the captain that traveling a shorter distance would save time. What Wit neglected to tell the smugglers was that the recent hot summer winds, signifying the start of the stormy season, meant that they were headed for rough seas. Wit knew the ship and crew alike would take a beating against the heavy waves. They'd use the storms as cover to slip away unnoticed. Finally, the day came when a storm loomed overhead and Wit could make their escape. In the dead of night, Wit waited for a moment when the ship was relatively quiet and the few crew awake were distracted during a shift change. Amidst the howling winds and crashing waves of a fierce storm at sea, Wit moved silently through the dimly lit sleeping quarters and made their way towards the ship's medical storage. Once ready, they took out their boot knife and held out their other arm, making a quick cut. Wit had once read a doctor's journal describing elixirs that had been tainted with various poisons, and they gave delayed responses to the patients, so they added a few drops of their own poisonous blood to an elixir of life. Wit figured it would be just enough to make a sailor sick in a day's time. The sound of rain pounding on the ship's hull masked their footsteps as they moved to the kitchen and slipped the solution in the crew's breakfast slop for the morning. Wit crept as the wooden planks creaked beneath their boots, and lanterns swung dangerously from the ship's ceiling to their final stop, above deck in the map room. They grabbed as many maps and charts as their pocketed vest would allow, and busted any other navigation equipment that they couldn't carry. Wit was starting to have fantasies about once morning comes and the chaos erupts among the smugglers. The ship will be forced to alter course towards the nearest city they know how to get to, Port Peril. Wit knew the rest of the crew wouldn't notice their disappearance till the ship was already docked. By then, they'll have escaped, soloing a lifeboat to one of Port Peril's escape routes they remembered on an old rebel's map. Once ashore, Wit planned to lie low while the heat cooled off within Port Peril and escape into the world of piracy. Their heart would ache for the animals they'd have to leave behind, but they had at least granted them a glimmer of hope for a better life. The pirate moved with calculated stealth to the waterlogged cargo hold and where the cramped, rusted cages that housed exotic animals were kept. The stagnant air hung heavy with the stench of damp wood and frightened creatures. Rainwater dripped steadily from the ceiling, forming puddles on the uneven floor. The dim, flickering lanterns cast eerie, dancing shadows of their bony, malnourished figures on the rusted bars of the cages. Wit inched forward, their black, glossy eyes meeting each of the beings they passed. The solidarity between them was unspoken, yet palpable. Stay strong, you beautiful creatures. Your freedom is only a few sunsets away. While Wit couldn't immediately set them free, they had a plan to still help them once they reached auction by weakening the cage bars. Suddenly, Wit's entire focus was on the unmistakable figure and shimmer of a water wraith. As a young Gripley growing up in the swampy and storm-beaten Soddenlands, Wit would eagerly gather around the elders, eyes wide with wonder as they recalled tales of their encounters with the rare water wraith. They spoke of their eyes becoming overstimulated and a near-religious experience when they witnessed the color-changing shimmer. The elders described how its prehistoric form would blend seamlessly with the ever-shifting hues of the water and lush vegetation. Those stories etched in Wit's memory, and they instilled in them a deep appreciation for the eight-legged beasts of their homeland, a water wraith. 
The crack of thunder snapped them out of their memory days. What a gift to see such a mighty beast in all its splendor. You don't belong shackled in irons. If the stories they say are true about you, you'll soon be too big for that cage. Poor thing. Amidst the raging storm at sea, Wit regathered themselves, trenched in among the cargo hold's dark aisles. They carried a handful of baby slugs, small yet potent caustic tools for sabotage. With a steady hand, they applied the slug mucus to the locks and chains, securing the cages of exotic creatures. As the rain lashed the ship and the wind howled, the slugs worked their corrosive magic, weakening the restraints that held these innocent beings captives. Wit figured the bars would be corroded enough to break under minimal force once in Port Peril. In the midst of this, a splintering crash echoed through the cargo hold. The pirate turned to witness the water race cage, jolted by the storm's fury, slamming violently into the hole. In a moment of both terror and triumph, the cage ruptured the hole from the inside out, giving hope to releasing the creature back into the wild, its color-changing shimmer merging with the storm's fury. With a final slug, Wit did their best to secure the beast's freedom, placing it on the corner of the cage, believing that might help the water wraith escape before the ship reached Port Peril. The restraints weakened, they could jump out the window to the lifeboat below. Wit's sense for nature made them pause for a moment, casting an empathetic gaze back at the caged animals in the chaos of the cargo hold. Goodbye for now. I wish all of you Besmara's good fortune in your escape. With a heavy heart, they felt a kinship with these imprisoned creatures, a shared longing for freedom they once knew. Then the pirate squeezed through a small hole window, disappearing into the dark night rain, driven by a mission to defy captivity and embrace the wild spirit of the open sea. The ship rocked violently amongst high winds and towering waves. Wit clung to ropes and ledges as they shuffled towards a preloaded lifeboat, their heart pounding in their chest. Just as they were about to grasp the release rope and secure their freedom, cruel forces intervened. The rope slipped from their grip and the boat was in free fall. Wit was knocked unconscious from the impact before being thrown into the sea. Helplessly, they rolled in the waves and dreamed of their father and the memories of home before becoming one with the storm's unforgiving embrace. As the Gripply sank deeper into the inky abyss of the sea, their consciousness waned and the night sky above faded away. Their vision blurred and the cacophony of the storm grew distant as they surrendered to the ocean's depths. The last image etched in their fading awareness was the churning surface of the sea, a storm-tossed canvas of darkness and fury, illuminated by the sporadic flashes of lightning, testament to the untamable power of Bismara's world. In those final moments of consciousness, they became cold with the very elements they'd so boldly navigated, feeling at peace with the vast expanse that stretched around them. Wit's groggy consciousness gradually returned, and they found themselves adrift in the lifeboat, their surroundings shrouded in mist and mystery. Confusion swept over them as they blinked against the dim light of an overcast afternoon sky. But what truly jolted them awake was the awe-inspiring sight that lay before them. The water wraith from the ship, equally as stranded. Up close, its strong curved claws on all eight of its webbed feet became frighteningly clear. Their eyes met, and the water wraith frilled its neck, showing vivid, bold colors and patterns 
transforming the lizard's appearance from a spectacle into a menacing and nightmarish figure. The water wraith hissed loudly and opened its mouth, exposing sharp teeth suited to hold and drain their prey of blood, further enhancing its terrifying visage. Easy now, friend. I'm no threat to you. We could see beyond its intimidating presence to something more. It was a creature of legend, known for its carnivorous tendencies. Yet at this moment, there was a strange, inexplicable connection that left the pirate bewildered as they lowered their gaze and bowed to the wraith. As the lifeboat rocked gently, with the water wraith in one end of the boat and wind in the other, the Gripply couldn't help but let their minds swirl with unanswerable questions about how they survived. Wit tried not to worry themselves with specifics about how or why the two of them ended up in the lifeboat. What they were beginning to understand was that this encounter had a deeper purpose. A cryptic bond forged by the sea, where neither of them could survive without trust in the other. The pirate became more and more comfortable sharing the lifeboat with the water wraith. In the midst of their predicament, Wit was starting to understand its language of colors. The water wraith's scales would turn red when Wit would spear a fish, and a pale gold after Wit shared. As Wit pondered the water wraith's spirit and their circumstances, they couldn't help but draw parallels to the legendary pirate deity Besmara herself. Both were untamed and strong at heart, embodying the fierce essence of the ocean and the giving nature of the sea. After days at sea in an ocean desert, Wit noticed something in the water. Their heart filled with compassion as they saw and reached out to help a swimming pygmy deer. They lifted it aboard in the lifeboat with gentle care. However, their fleeting moment of respite was shattered when a sudden savage frenzy enveloped the lifeboat. The water wraith had changed its scales to blend into the boat's colors, with only its eyes and nostrils visible. Its eyes fixed on the deer. When the moment was right, it flexed its tail and hind legs to lunge forward with a lightning-fast speed. Its jaws clamped around its prey with audible, bone-crunching strength. The quick shake of its head opened the main artery, and the water wraith feasted on the bright red blood. The hardened pirate recoiled back in shock and horror at the brutality. The water wraith's iridescent scales now smeared with crimson, shining in the sun. The encounter was swift and over within an instant. Fear coursed through Wit's poisonous veins as they realized the immense power before them. In that moment, they questioned the wisdom of forging any connection with such a predator. But then the water wraith paused, rotated its kill, and tore off one of its hindquarters, tossing it to Wit. Wit struggled, but kept the raw meat down. It was then that the pirate understood that the water wraith needed to stay as wild as Besmara herself. Their fates were linked, and they shared a mysterious connection. But Wit was powerless to control the water wraith. The next few days were calm, and Wit was able to make progress toward land. Just as they were starting to think they could call the water wraith a companion, it chose to leave the lifeboat, and a pang of sadness gripped their heart. The bond they'd forged was a testament to the resilience and trust born from shared moments of danger and triumph on the high seas. With a heavy heart, they watched their friends swim away. To its surprise, its body was streamlined in the water, and it quickly outpaced the boat with its powerful tail as a propeller and rudder. They trusted that when the time was right, like the tides of the sea, their companion would return to their side. Before long, the wraith disappeared from sight, and Wit rode toward Port Peril, alone.